Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Destalprods.com comic book podcast and our spooktacular Halloween episode. Ooh. It's about to go on Halloween, but it's recording on Election Day, so it's even more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. As always, we got Birdie. Why doesn't my slash fix sell for $6 a issue? <laughs> and Nico. I'm the comedian. <laughs> Are you, though? Are you? I'm more of the sad clown. <laughs> I mean, going by chronology, he is. That's right. Because if we're going by, like, fucking actual order, I'm the criminal, you're the clown, and Nico's the comedian. There you go. All right, see you next time, everybody. No. <laughs> Three Jokers. <laughs> yeah, so welcome, everybody, to our discussion of Batman Three Jokers. This is the long-awaited, incredibly short miniseries, taking a look at the bullshit Jeff John set up back in 2017 and then did nothing with. I mean, is it, though? Is it, high, is it like, highly anticipated? DC seems to think it is. I think well, when sure. it first came out, it was an interesting idea that if they fleshed out right away instead of many years later, could have been interesting. But yeah, so some backstory for those who don't know. Back in ye olden days, in the long forgotten age of 2017, DC, when they were still a comic company, I guess. Well, when we still liked them because of Rebirth. This was when right Rebirth. before Rebirth. 2017? No, that was after Rebirth. I thought I thought, I thought 2017. I thought, no. Like, no, this happened during his New 52 Justice League run. Yes, this was this was part of the Dark Side War. Yeah, but like Rebirth had long started by that point. According to the actual fucking like according to the DC Wiki, as the New 52 makes way for DC Rebirth, this arc shows a prophecy come to fruition. DC Rebirth is a 2016 relaunch by the American comic book publisher DC Comics of its entire line of ongoing monthly super. Fucking this bullshit! (laughs) God damn it! Okay, wait, that's fucking why. Okay, yeah, the Dark Side War started in 2015. Yeah. All I know is that this originally started in New 52 times, as far as I know. Apologies. I got my numbers wrong. For whatever reason, I thought 2017. But in 2015, DC Comics, they put out the Dark Side War. Actually. I will fucking kill you. (laughs) They put out the Dark Side War, which is basically them blowing up the DC Universe. Specifically the New 52 DC Universe. Yes. Not really, because they never blow up everything completely. Which is a problem. Yep, it was Darkseid versus the Anti-Monitor, as both of them pooped out some math that made everyone die. I guess? It was actually a high point of that Justice League run, as as I remember it. I actually didn't yeah, mind that's it. that's like a high point by the standards of most of the rest <laughs> of it was shit. Yeah. Right. Like, this like, is the book. This is the book that originated, you're strong, I know. Like, can, y'all, can y'all tell me why apparently um, the the first the, the first story run from the New Fifty Two has become some kind of like legendary book that needs to constantly be reissued? Because I was there when that came out, and I was like, okay, 
Yeah. yeah. This is a thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, 52, hey, you got 52 first issues. 20 of them are all right. Justice League was the most middling, mediocre series out of all of them. It's true. Even Jim Lee couldn't save that shit for the first 12 issues. Oh, yeah. And I, no yeah, matter I, how I, many it, collars he gave everything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No matter how many lines he drew on those people's suits, <laughs> it was not working out. Yeah. Just they were trying so hard to be cool. Hey, how'd you steal my ring? You weren't concentrating. <laughs> I just remember, I, I'm pretty certain we had talked about this Dark Side War on the show and us being quite impressed at the time with the fat bock art and like the the stupidness of him in the Mobius chair. I found it amusing, if anything. There were <laughs> more kind of like fun, dumb comedy. Yeah, shit, exactly. Most of uh, DC's output during the New 52 was kind of aggravating, aggravating yeah. new, um, comic book shit. Yeah. Which. I'm I am glad though that one thing that survived uh Dark Side War that everyone liked that they still seem to be doing shit with is Jessica Cruz though because Oh yeah, she's oh, great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. She's apparently going to be in that Justice League show, not Justice League Green Lantern show they're making for HBO, which I'm kind of curious about. Yeah, that'll be interesting cuz she is a character who is such a deep cut in terms of her backstory. Yeah. I did have fun when I first explained to Caveman. It's like, hey, Caveman, you know how they uh, Jeff Johns revamped the Green Lantern Corps to be like, you have the ability to overcome great fear? And he's like, yeah. It's like, well, she's agoraphobic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in Dark Side War, fucking Dark Side, Anti-Monitor, they got into a big old brouhaha. The Justice League were there. Dumb shit happened. Yep, a bunch of them turned into gods. Yeah, Batman got a cool wheelchair. Is that is that Metatron? Is that the character's name that usually has that wheelchair? Metron. Or yeah. Metron. Okay. One of the new gods. Yeah, and so I'm I'm, I'm trying to rem- I'm trying to remember this right. He got the chair. That was like I know who killed my parents. Went to the guy that everyone knew killed his parents. Then while in that guy's cell. Ask the chair who the Joker was. And I didn't remember this, but after this had come out, there was some, you know, things I had read online that someone referenced the fact that at that time he was confused because of the answer saying that there was three of them. And that kind of planted the seed for this whole three Jokers thing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, hey, what's the Joker's real name? Oh, my God. There's three of them. Right. And And then nothing fucking happened. Yeah, and then nothing fucking happened for four years. Despite them having multiple Joker-heavy centric stories, this never came up. Ha ha ha. Well, I mean, it didn't help that one of the last New 52 uh, Joker stories was that god-awful in-game thing. (laughs) Right. Where Where Joker took over the Justice League. we're also where Joker was some kind of like ancient deity that had like always lived in Gotham and terrorized humanity for generations or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the more and more <laughs> people, I feel like laughing. The more and more people try to give the Joker backstory, man. Which, which it will get into it. Obviously, yeah. I don't know. I was gonna say with, but I don't know if Birdie was gonna mention the same thing. By the end of this. They reference that too. We'll, so. get, we'll get to the we'll <laughs> yeah. get to the end of this. Well, I can I can I use a rock a, a quote from the rock to sum up the the ending of this of this series when we get to it. Okay. So it's three issues. We're gonna blaze this pretty quick. 
So with issue one, starting off, we are we are introduced to the conceptual three jokers, which is the criminal, the clown, and the comedian. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're, inter- we're, introdu- we're introduced to them as the criminal, the comedian, and the clown. But in actuality, it goes criminal, clown, comedian. Because the criminal is... The criminal is some is the era of Joker, the which is like the you know, the golden age era Joker. Yeah, it's before. it's the Joker that Caveman and I have lovingly referred to as Boner Joker. I thought Boner Joker was uh, was uh, Silver Age. It's the same. It's the same basic era. Just like fucking it, the only, the thing is, like back in the day, Boner used to mean scheme. Yeah, I know. Or I like. Know. Just for the folks out there, but I just I just couldn't remember if it was during the Golden Age era when he was more sort of like a hitman for the mob, or if it was during the Silver Age where he was starting to become like a criminal who did terrible things, but was kind of goofy about it because he was a joke, a clown. I believe it was back like like look, looking at the art, at least it looked like Golden Age. Yeah, fair enough. Now, nowadays, when you mention boners with Batman, you actually you actually think about his penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, if you think of the killing joke, you also think that of Barbara Gordon now and the boner. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So first up, yeah, we got the criminal who is who the Batman th- who Batman thinks about while getting stitched up and thinking about his parents dying for them assuming the tenth time that day. Because you know, might as well. Uh, then we get the comedian, the one who shot Barbara Gordon, as she burns at a treadmill. That's in a janitor's closet, I think. I, I don't know. This gym is weird. Yeah. I, I will say. I mean, I will say though. After years of the Neo Batgirl, thank God we have a Bat a Barbara Gordon who acknowledges that the killing joke happened to her, and everyone points out you are a much stronger person yeah. because of what happened to you. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Versus the last 10 or so years of DC being kind of ashamed of the killing joke and having Barbara go, Oh my God, that boy is so cute. <laughs> I thought she was probably the, the best represented out of these three, uh, bat characters in this, uh, in this series. Actually, I yeah, thought he, really- I thought he, I, he, I thought he did a, a good bat girl in this to, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, his Batman was very like, yeah, yeah you know, just, his back, his Batman was very middling versus his yeah. Jason Todd, who was even more whiny and dickish than I'm used to the Red Hood being. <laughs> yes, and apparently the Red Hood doesn't uh, doesn't do anything to actually attach his hood to his head. Yeah, it's, as, it's apparently just sitting there. Yeah, as we get into the next bit where we're introduced to the third Joker, the clown. It would be funny if he jumped off a building and it just flew off because of the wind pressure. It's like, oh shit! Oh yeah, he gets tackled by two dudes and it's just yeet. <laughs> Like, 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 not, not even like thrown in the direction that he was. It was thrown in the opposite direction. Like the hood stayed in place, and he got yanked out of it. Yeah, but yeah. Then we get the clown who beat fucking Jason Todd to death. Yeah, it's basically the Joker from the the Bronze Age up to the beginning of the Dark. Death age. in the family. Yeah, yeah. And then, meanwhile, the, the comedian Barbara's Barbara's Joker is more or less Joker from. Then to New Fifty Two when they ripped his face off. Yeah. Yeah. Which. I... Well, anyway. that's, the, that's the killing joke one, is it not? 
Yeah, that's killing joke one. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, that's kind that's. Of, I mean, to some extent, the the like the distinction between the clown and the comedian is a little nebulous. Like the 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 criminal, it's more specific what era they're talking about. But with the clown and the comedian, they're a little bit more uneven about. I, yeah, there's a gradient in between the two of them, as opposed to a hard stop with the criminal. Right. The only reason I mainly thought the comedian was more so the. Um, the killing joke one is, is, is also because that's the only time that it was referenced that like, it, you know, like, um, with his origins being like, he was a comedian at that whole backstory in killing joke. Oh no. You know yeah. What I mean, so, yeah. Like, so. like there, if it's a killer joke all the time with him, he fucking shows up. He starts the series dressed in just the killing joke outfit. Apropos oh, of yeah, nothing. Yeah. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, there's a murder in Gotham. Oh, oh my God, the Joker killed somebody. It must be a Tuesday. Got three people. Jokerized them. Ending in y. Yeah. <laughs> Got three people. Jokerized them. Batgirl's there, too. And he's doing crime stuff. But oopsie doozles. One of the Joker's victims is alive. Guess it's a good time for the Red Hood to show up and beat the fuck out of him. Because that's the Red Hood's entire fucking... Mission statement in this just oh hey do you look like the Joker well here's my fist yeah I, which, I didn't which I, I, there was elements of that in under it tracks the, like they're, they're they're trying to keep with the under the red hood version yeah yeah no no red it, hood, it tracks problem, he's still a fucking idiot it, it tracks, yeah no, but absolutely like this particular version is whiny and irritating to an extent that I. Like I don't like the Red Hood in general anyway. But yeah. Like yeah. even by the standards of how much I don't like normal versions of the Red Hood, this particular version is particularly whiny and irritating. Particularly given a inexplicable decision Jeff Johns makes with his character I, in this story. Yeah, it's so. Weird. I uh, I wasn't mad at any of it, but yeah, it was fairly predictable because, like, like you said, it all kind of tracks. Like it, it is pretty. Uh, basic premise the sense that like all these people are people that have uh suffered traumatic experience uh of the by the hands of the joker and you know hence this whole three jokers thing it, they're able to separate each incident somewhat you know what i mean like so like it, it it makes sense but it is pretty pretty you know basic of a of an idea i, I would say like it wasn't it didn't shock me or yeah, anything like that. that unlike barbara or even batman who's kind of like a, like we pointed out middling it doesn't feel like they do much of anything with Red Hood as a character in this other than just pointing out that he's fucked up because of what happened in Death of the Family. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the, the, but, they build up like trying to trying to get this idea of like, oh, hey, we, this could have been you. But all of that is just falls on deaf ears because it's fucking Jason Todd. and He's a whiny bitch. Mm hmm. Yeah, so the three Jokers, they meet up because they got plans going. And boy, howdy, is this just fucking, it's just very bizarre to have just the three Jokers there. Just so matter of fact. Yeah. Like, there's no pomp, no circumstance. Just, hey, here's a Joker. Here's another one. Yeah, to the point where I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I, I got to be honest. The first two issues of this three issue series didn't really do too much for me. It okay, was really about it was really not a all lot happens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all entirely set up. It, like these first two issues are just well, well, that's the thing, and that's why going into the third issue, I was just like not 
that impressed. And then, cause just because like you said, the way they built this up, I was like, Oh, this is going to be some, some story. And then like the first two issues were, were there, you know, they were fine. There was nothing wrong with that. I didn't hate them, but I, they were just like, okay. Yeah. Like they, that, that's, that's, that's kind of how I felt. The first two issues is the art. He's great. Yeah. yeah Jason He's, Fabic is Jason a fucking great. phenomenal Jason artist. Fabic and Brad Anderson, the coloring and the illustrations that kept me going through this. But the rest of it, I was just okay. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think Jason Fabok has definitely fit into that kind of mold of artists that like Jeff Johns works with, like a Gary Frank or like you know like David Finch or something. But he's better than those guys, in my opinion. Yeah. Like he's actually he's got like a cleaner art style. Like than, yeah, like it's a, it's like super a, a clean. Gary, yeah it's, yeah, it's super clean, super like grounded, but still able to like super expressive, but still able to capture like the ridiculousness of comic books. Yeah, because yeah. like, look, look, like looking at this, this like looking at this, this looks like fucking like imagine him doing like a true crime story. Yeah, that'd be cool. Kind of a, a something in the vein of all the stuff Brubaker and Phillips do. Yeah, exactly. But he, he's like, he's like equal parts. He's like equally comfortable doing that and then doing fucking dark side war level stupid comic shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because speaking of which, he did dark side war. Exactly. And every and every and 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 to like what like you said, Dead Man. Like everybody looks how they should look, like in a comic. Like you know what I mean. Like every his depiction of all these characters is spot on. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not like you know what I mean. Like Although, it's um, everything looks one, really great. One thing I've liked recently that they've been doing that this comic doesn't do is that they've decided that in an attempt to differentiate Barbara's Batgirl costume from Bruce's Batman, kind of emphasize more purples and. Uh, yellows than the like the black and the gray of the typical Batman costume, which I don't think is a bad choice. Yeah, because it it is distinctive. It's just that more recently, all we've been stuck with is the fucking uh, neo Batgirl costume and the, oh, they, yeah, they they changed that. No, I know, and the the, the costume they added recently to replace the neo Batgirl costume is fine. It's just I'm not a fan of the. The domino mask decision they made with that costume. Because it's not a domino mask. It is literally just, hey, I'm, dr- I'm going to draw a line two inches above and below my eyes. <laughs> and that's a mask. Here we go. You, get, you don't know who I am. So anyway, as the Jokers are doing their plan, the bats are coming up with their plan. Oh my god, it's fucking Jokerfish. <clears throat> oh, that took me back. <laughs> yeah. And then... Big fight scene happens. They feed a person with dwarfism to a shark. Yeah, and I they ca- like the uh, the the Jokerized shark thing. It made me think of Bruce from um, Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ga- Gaggy, who's actually a character that existed in uh, the older comics. I actually looked it up because yeah. I was yeah, like, pulling- I was like, oh, I wonder if Jeff Johns pulled this guy. He's, yeah, Gaggy, also known as. Gagsworth, a Gagsworthy with Joker's, Again, Joker's original sidekick. Yep, pulling. I have no, I have no issues with Jeff Johns' nerd cred and what he can pull. It's just sometimes I don't know why he pulls what he pulls. Yeah, like like fucking with Grant Morrison is able to fucking do like yeah. a deep cut pull way better than Jeff Johns can because Jeff Johns is like, hey, remember this thing? And Grant Morrison's like, hey, remember this thing? No, you don't. Fuck you. 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I can agree there because this one like stuck out like a sore thumb where I'm like, hmm, I should look this up. I bet you this is a character where Grant Morrison, it would go right over my fucking head. I would have no clue what he's referencing <laughs> whatsoever. I'd be yeah, like, oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like he, he'd introduce like seven side characters that were all like fucking deep cut references to some bullshit that happened in 1973. Yeah. Meanwhile, this is like, hey, Gaggy, wait, who's Gaggy? Used to be Joker's sidekick. Like, essentially, you're pulling out the Wikipedia article for Gaggy in dialogue. What a name. Gaggy. <laughs> yeah. Gaggy Gagsworth. Hey, Gagsworthy. <laughs> yep. Oh, so they so capture weird. the clown, and the clown goes, oh, I'm a joker. So Jason Todd shoots him in the fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, Babs is a fucking crack shot with a batarang. I could well, hear I the mean, Titans music. They make, a, they make a comment about how she normally is, but this time she maybe subconsciously missed because she wanted Jason to kill the Joker. Yeah, which, like, the, the line, when's the last time you missed, Barbara? I'm flashing back and just thinking, she misses all the time. Like, I... Yeah. Like, it was, it was never, like, a fucking thing of hers that she was just... That she was the dead shot of the Bat family. Yeah. And it's just more evidence that any attempt to defend the Red Hood's perspective on things is kind of flimsy in this story. So bringing yeah. it up is just pointless. <laughs> on to issue two. Where it's it's a bunch of delusions, I guess. Yeah. Did that Because apparently uh, the clown... The comedian. Um, the comedian thinks about how um, he wants to get back to his family from under the Red Hood. Yeah, he wants, yeah. To get back to, wants to get back to his family while still having the family be utterly terrified of him. Yeah. Because like there, there are like there's a there's like bits where where like it goes to off camera where the Joker isn't there and we're getting like dialogue from his wife and kid. And both of them are sh- fucking just shitting their pants, terrified of him. Yeah. But apparently he just imagined all that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that he's apparently eating octopus raw for some reason. But- yeah, there's eating raw octopus, which is actually, which then turns into mashed potatoes, which then turns into cat food. Yeah. In the killing joke, he ate, uh, wasn't it like, uh, not shrimp, but... Um- was it tr- he ate some sort of seafood in in that in that as well uh, in the flashbacks of um, the Alli- the killing joke I believe. Mm. That, that's the kind of nerd cut I don't care about. So who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> like All I right. don't mean to sound rude about that, but sometimes like I will freely admit I don't know every nerd thing about the stuff I'm curious about, but that's also because I don't care enough. Which I don't know if that makes me a bad nerd or just a sane person. No, that's fair. Uh, no, I, don't that's... Ca- I don't care about a lot of things, but I'm oh just yeah, like, <laughs> I, I just caught the reference. Like I, I thought I, that's yeah, why he did it. We right? all have our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Joker. So one of the Jokers is dead, and criminal don't like that. And neither does Babs. Is she and Batman getting an argument over? Who I I don't what the fuck are they arguing about in this goddamn issue? Like I don't I I genuinely don't really get the standpoint 
Like, I, I, I kind of get like Barbara's standpoint of like, he killed someone. That's bad. And Batman is like, it could be bad. I don't know. I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading it over again just as, as we're discussing it. Yeah. And I'm like fucking this one panel. He killed the Joker. He murdered him, Bruce. He killed a Joker, Barbara. That's all we know. Which, what the fuck is that? You can already explain this really, goddamn point? The, the, well, later on, it's it's that's referenced again, and it turns out at least that's what... Um, Jason thinks is that he he can't expose him to the cops because he knows who they are now or something. Remember, like there's that whole talk towards the end. No, of the, I know, but the yeah. fact that that's never addressed again doesn't I know. really give me much. Uh, like the fact that he killed the Joker, it was kind of it, in the context of this story. It's just a shock moment. Yeah. So it doesn't really because it, it has no lingering impact because they just discuss it, but it never comes to anything. Nothing at all. So they spend like fucking three pages, like 20 panels arguing about the ethics of killing the Joker with Batman's stance being, well, he didn't kill the Joker. He just killed a Joker. That's different somehow. Which I still. I, I, do you get that? Why? What Batman's point was? No, not really. Yeah. I... So after that argument's done, Red Hood is beating people up. Shocker. And the other bats are going to get Joe Chill because of... Reasons. You like? Yeah, there, there's some impl- There's something story-wise about the Joe Chill would somehow make the per- a better Joker, but that's determined <clears throat> to be horseshit. So it's just pointless. Yeah, I, I believe. Like, I believe. Like in the f- reference Batman's origin. I believe in the first issue they did talk something about how like the murders that were involved uh yeah like like the, the like the first the like some of the killings like the what one like the one like the early killings involved like kind of started it off was a crime family that had hired Joe Chill in the past yeah there's a pool full of naked people yeah Jokerized people of people that Joker was trying to turn into Jokers. Yeah, because that's as we are beginning to figure out what the fucking plan is. Because the plan is to make a gooder Joker. Yeah, that's all this is. They just they've trying they're trying to make all Joker. the failed experiments essentially of of them trying to Jokerize people to make the ultimate yeah villain to face Batman and basically, you know, ruin his life. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like that's why Jason Todd is the red hood is because he was their first experiment. Which, which screams of convenient retcon, but oh yeah, so a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, This entire goddamn thing is happening. Batman, like, fucking... He kills at least 30 people. 
<laughs> yeah, but he doesn't do it on camera, so it's fine. No, he does it on camera. He drives the Batmobile through a wall. Yes, but we don't see the dead bodies on camera, so it's fine. I'm looking at a man right now who is falling with a piece of rebar sticking into his chest. I'm using Zack Snyder logic, okay? <laughs> yeah, if we don't directly see them going... Ugh. Oh, no, wait, actually, next panel, next page, is one of the Jokers, impaled twice on rebar, dies on screen. Oh, so it doesn't even hold up to Zack Snyder logic, so... Okay. Nope, we're, Batman we're, just fucking killed somebody. I don't kill people. So they find Jason, and Jason's all fucked. But, like, more so now, I guess, because of reasons. Yeah. It's like reinciting trauma, I guess. Yeah, well, because the reason, as far as I can tell, the reason both Barbara and Jason are in this story is to give two contrasting perspectives about examples of the Joker fucking with someone and them either not getting over it or slowly getting over it because they grow as a character. Yeah. Like to the point where when Barbara asked, well, once you knew he was alive, why didn't you go look for him? She, he, Batman was like, I kind of hoped he was more like you and that he'd get over it himself, which doesn't speak highly of Batman's character. But uh, Nope. <laughs> it also kind of speaks to, I guess, the like, it's weird. Like it speaks to a criticism of Jason because Jason as a character never really evolves. Like even when they, even when they try to evolve him, they then just force him right back into, Oh, he got gun. Well, yeah, because if they evolve his character, then the thing that makes him distinctive from all the other Robin disappear. It's, it, it's kind of shitty because it also uh, sheds light to the fact that this is like basically Jason Todd, what most people know him as in this story, and as so one noted character that anything that's happened between the time that he was revealed as the Red Hood and now really doesn't fucking matter. Like you know, what I mean? yeah. like like there's been years of solo series of this character, and yet he's still going after the same thing. You know what I mean? Like in this in this series, so it's just kind of. It's kind of, I don't know, it's just shitty for that character, I feel, because, like, it really, he hasn't grown at all. And then you would think from this series on, maybe something would work out for him, you know, where he can actually go. Yeah, exactly. Which, But he's an asshole, so that's not going to happen. Yes. It doesn't also help that the writers apparently have no idea how to evolve him as a character while still keeping him as a distinctive entity. Yeah, like, they... In case in point, it's, it's welcome to your fucking Red Hood cross fucking Batgirl. Yeah, okay. I was wondering if we were going to get to that at this point. So I, I have to ask both of you. Were either of you requesting Barbara Gordon, Jason Todd slash Fic? I wasn't requesting Jason Todd Fic. Well, me neither. But like, I just did. Whenever a, a decision like this is made, my immediate question is always why? And I'm still struggling with that question now. I wasn't expecting this only because or nor did I want it. I thought it was handled fine. But at the same time, it's like just because Batgirl's in the story, I didn't know 
why like because there's always been that bruce batgirl thing and like now there's this between jason well it's more jason well, Todd. I mean, that that kind of be a thing either well, no, like, i agree the, the bruce batgirl thing is is specifically a bruce tim thing right like in the That's comics I mean. in the comics has always always been dick and barbara right i'm aware yeah but i'm saying that was bad enough because i never was really a fan of that whole thing oh and yeah then, no one with fucking taste would be right and then now there's this, which I don't think was as offensive as that because it was more Jason longing after her, kind of maybe confused no, I, in the moment. It's not as offensive as, no. the, as like the, the scene where Barbara strips and fucks Batman in the Killing Joke movie. It's just, right. it's, it doesn't serve, I'm not entirely sure, I, I just don't get why. Like, I think the reason for it, at least for me, so it's, it's yeah, the whole thing of just like Jason... Like Jason longing for whatever because fucking Barbara was able to do what he couldn't and fucking internalize her trauma and use to get stronger. But then from like a meta narrative, I guess they can't do Dick and Barbara right now because Dick got shot in the fucking head and now he thinks his name is Rick. No, he's gone back now. God it's damn normal. it, these fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just—I heard they just fixed it. Yeah, and they apparently tried to. Uh, You're right, though. He was that for a while. They—they they tried to argue that uh, that. Uh, Dick getting his memories back was a bad thing because they apparently end on this sad note of this woman who was in love with Rick being upset that he's Dick now, which or something. Oh, boo! Fucking who? I, I gotta say though, I I did like, and I guess we'll talk about it as we're getting into the third issue now. I really liked how they ended that though between him and and Barbara in this. I did like the final seed with Jason Todd and I, I, well, yeah, well, I, I laughed. I laughed out loud. I laughed because it basically said, "Well, this matters not at right, all." Right, right, and 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 the, and the and the note being blown away was very predictable, like something you'd see in a movie. Like you know, what I, mean? I was just like, yeah. "Come on, well, yeah, it, it, yeah, I know, I know," but I did like it. I did like it. I'm not gonna lie, I, yeah. I did like it. <laughs> I liked it as a scene, but it also pointed out then why did we do this at all? Right. <laughs> No, but again, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, he wouldn't, he could go from here and they could actually do something maybe interesting and different with Jason Todd, but then they denied him that again. <laughs> it's like, it was just like nothing was solved. Like, nothing. <laughs> like, it's just like his trauma is still there. He can't move on. Like, he can't, you know, Batgirl rejected him. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It just, I just felt like, come on now. Like, I know he's a, he's a, he's an asshole and everything, but I, I kind of was uh, rooting for him there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I would have had to care about the way they told his story in this, which was too much of what I'm sick of from like DCU Titans, which was it's all Batman's fault. Yeah. <laughs> so issue issue two which ends with of, we're going to get that version of Red Hood coming season three. Yep. Issue two ends with the Joker, the com- the comedian specifically, sitting down with Joe Chill and asking him why you killed Thomas Martha Wayne. Issue three is Jason being a bitch about why Batman won't murder people and then getting into the very stupid thing of, of you want to arrest me because all my, all my deal be exposed and I'll expose Babs. Yeah. Which that like superheroes have existed in this goddamn world for decades. There have to be protections in court. Otherwise, superheroes are pointless. Yeah. Well, didn't you? Didn't we at some point make a joke, Dead Man, that at some point Batman would have to appear as Batman in court? Yeah, probably. 
Like, it would be funny if, like, Batman was in the Marvel Universe and She-Hulk was, like, his defense attorney or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, get actual She-Hulk back versus whatever's happening with her currently. Yeah. You really had to find a way to bring that up in this conversation. <laughs> of course he fucking had I'm to. I'm good at that. <laughs> it's, I'm just saying, we're not talking about Marvel. We're not talking about It's goddamn Birdie. You give him any amount of leeway, he will complain about what they're doing to She-Hulk. Hey, listen, I'm impressed. I just don't know how he crowbarred that one in here. I am limber when it comes to my nerd references. He crowbarred it in here because he poured the crowbar from the Joker that he used to kill Jason Todd with. He's like, Nico, I don't care about your obscure Batman reference, but I'm going to crowbar She-Hulk into this conversation. <laughs> I was like, okay. So? <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, I mean, this is okay. Sorry, go ahead, Batman. So, the same argument we've seen played out fucking eight billion times between Batman and one of his kids plays out again. Yeah, I mean, isn't this basically just a rehash of the ending of Under the Red Hood between Jason Todd and again, Batman, or, again, eight billions? Yeah, I know, but like when because so much of this is referencing Under the Red Hood, so when they specifically just rehash plot points, it makes it feel even more pointless. Yep, it's, and it's especially pointless when, guess the fuck what? Batman's keeping a secret. <laughs> oh my god, is it a day that ends in Y? Yeah, I, I don't care in this case. I really don't. Yep. Like, and, and once they explain what the secret is, I'm like, okay, so? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, so, fucking... Batman finds a bunch of letters Joe Chill never sent to Bruce Wayne. And the letters are just, hey, I did a bad thing. Sorry about your dead parents. Okay, it's more sincere than that, but like... Yeah, it's just... It, I, I don't even know what the fuck to go. He's, it's, he's, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Joe Chill apparently was trying to repent. I like he apologized for for the bad things that he had done, and I guess yeah. he failed to he actually found Jesus. ever deliver deliver that letter to Bruce uh, all those years. And then I guess there's the whole uh, he found the letter of um, the Joker la- left with the uh, Zorro tickets in it to lead him to the theater at the at the end here, right? Yep. Where's well, to come to the theater? Get ambushed by a bunch of Jokers, Barbara does I, I don't know just it's it's real funny just seeing once again oh my god all these horrible victims of joker's poison what is it and then and then jace is just down there just shooting one in the face which i that that's still just fucking hilarious i mean too too much of the story feels pointless by this by this issue so yeah and yeah, so Joe Chill's there the entire time, just kind of talking, like confessing about what he did, why he did it, and then afterwards, all that stuff. Meanwhile, the Joker is making ineffectual threats because every threat he makes is ineffectual. Particularly in this case. Yep. And the comedian is also there, and he's got he's got a camera, and he saved Barbara. Because of reasons. And it gets to it gets to the end, and the criminal is like, "All right, we got we got the big master plan. We're going to turn Joe Chill into the Joker. That way, he'll be the most important thing in your existence. 
Yeah. Which I I can understand that. Like the, like the like the romantic obsession between Batman and Joker is a well established thing. I don't mind that. It's just to some extent the fact that the Joker knows this much about Batman to where he basically knows Batman's identity at this point is is a little it, absurd. But it was more like to ultimately fuck with him because he ended up having to save the man uh, like who killed his parents and then basically the only person that would be left that he had an issue with would therefore be this final joker so that's that was his whole his whole explanation was that this was just a diversion for him to mention the fact that Joe Chill could be the ultimate joker because he wanted to be the ultimate joker that yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the yeah end. it doesn't have enough impact because we don't really get a good scene between Joe Chill and Batman before this scene to kind of address you, this issue so. you do get him forgiving him afterwards though i thought yeah, that was do. pretty good but like what that's kind of, that's like post right yeah like like that moment was powerful and, and i liked that yeah and like him saving joe chill like we knew that was gonna happen there was never the, there was never yeah. the question of would he let joe chill fall into the vat of fucking flaming no. toxins I mean, right if, it, if right. In batman arkham arkham knight batman would save joker from killing himself and batman then yeah this was never a question it, of whether this is gonna sound this is going to sound crazy, but like I said, the first two issues didn't do much for me. Honestly, like I, I like this series was just fine to me. I thought the the half of this last issue was really really good. <laughs> I actually liked the the ending of this, but the rest of it, it was just like whatever. Like it just it was like overall, it's not. I don't. I'm not going to say it's an amazing. It was an amazing series, but I, I liked the the ending. Really worked for me in this. I don't know. Well, it feels like the rest of the series was just a setup for this situation. Yeah. And the rest is like not interesting or important enough to deal with, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Yeah. So and, wrapping up, comedian kills criminal and goes, hey, guess what? I know who you are. Also, my entire plan, what Nico just said. Which that's that's it's a fine plan. It just didn't really feel like much because of the preceding two and a half issues. Yeah. Then cut to an amount of time later. Babs is back in the gym where she keeps breaking treadmills. Jason writes a very heartfelt note to Babs saying, hey, you're awesome. Let's fucking try to make this work. Tapes it to her front door. And then the Joker using his wind powers, I guess, comes along and blows it down and sweeps it away. Now, I, I like to imagine it's like uh, the monitors and the anti is like, no, this is a timeline. We don't want to go down. <laughs> fuck this. Well, yeah, that, well, that, that's well, that's going to be the big meta reveal at the end of it. Just the monitors <laughs> just like, yo, fuck Jason. Well, yes, that was Cordy. Like I said earlier, I did I did like this scene, but I, I like that he said how much he respected her yeah. like, and how strong she is and compared yeah, well, to I mean, him. That's a running and she was able to story. overcome. Yeah, but I he, they really drove it home here though. Like I really liked what he said there. Like I liked how he said like you're stronger than I am because look at what I've done. Like he's lived with this vengeance his whole fucking life ever since he came back after getting killed. He, he look at the things the Joker did to her and she rose above it. Like you know what I mean? Like that's that's I actually really really liked what he wrote in that letter to him. That 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 scene really worked for me quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good message. It's it's like it's yeah. a good bit, but it's the same bit over and over again with Jason. Yeah, I don't know. 
Just every time it's, oh, God, I'm angry, but I'm actually angry at myself because I'm not as strong yeah, as I everyone guess, else. Speaking of which, I have to ask, is there any significant development for any of our main characters in any of these? None whatsoever. <laughs> no. And Except we, for the, the reveal that Dead Man's about to say, you could say is something, but not really. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the big reveal at the end. Fucking yeah. ha sha Batman's known who Joker was the entire time. Okay. And now I want to use my uh, quote from The Rock, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Do you smell? <laughs> Do you it smell? doesn't matter what your name is. There we go. It doesn't matter who the Joker was before he was the Joker has never mattered as much as the people in charge of DC think it matters or the fanboys think it matters. Yeah. The Joker doesn't need a backstory. He doesn't need a fucking origin where he's this fucking ancient old demon that existed since the beginning of Gotham. He doesn't need a ancient, uh, he doesn't need like a Oscar Beatty story about how he was some mentally disabled person showing how broken Gotham is in a deliberate tribute to Martin Scorsese. Yeah, he, the Joker just is, the Joker just is what the story needs him to be, which is just the foil to Batman. Yep. No, that's the less you know about the Joker is what makes him interesting. Absolutely. The lore of like that's and that's goes for other characters, too, you know, like uh, in comics as well. Like when they but they always go down that same road of like, we have to explain the definitive origin. No, you don't. Yeah. Fuck that shit. (laughs) The definitive origin doesn't fucking matter because you're going to change it in six months anyway. Yeah, and and so that was my question about this. Then was, do you think that Jeff Johns was trying to say that, even though he's the one who orchestrated this fucking three Joker story? Because he kind of plainly, he kind of plainly did. But I don't know if that's him basically just reiterating that fact that he also thinks that's the way it should be. But even so, like I did write this like series. You yeah, know like, what I mean? but that's like, the whole thing. Even if even if he comes out, even if like the entire point of this was just was that fucking like last two lines of this book. It doesn't right. matter because they still wrote this book where you give us a definitive origin of the Joker. Which so that's why that's what that's why I didn't know if it was him sticking it to DC somehow. It's like the, I didn't understand. It's this catch 22 that he's in <laughs> right. where it where like he fucking writes this book that explains the origin of the Joker while making the message of the book that the origin of the Joker doesn't fucking matter. And then it just turns into this stupid goddamn thing where he can't he can't tell us that the origin doesn't matter. Because he's writing the origin of the Joker. Right. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Johns in particular is kind of the wrong creator to make a story about. It doesn't matter what the origin of a character is. Because if there's anyone who gets too trapped in trying to make all fanboys happy on all kinds of, like, very specific, very minor nerd points, it's Jeff Johns. So Johns both created the perfect story to annoy and satisfy the mindsets of those fanboys while also claiming that the specific kind of storytelling that creates this kind of story is pointless because it doesn't matter. Mm, no, well put. And, and, and like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's clear that he wanted to do this story because like we said, he planted the seeds for supposedly something like this all the way back in justice league. Like I'm sure there was a purpose of him saying all that, uh, you know, he obviously wanted to tell this story at some point, but I think with, 
between this and the last thing that he did, Doomsday Clock, which we also talked about here on the show, which ultimately seemed pointless as well at times. It just there was that one issue I remember where he basically shit all over the other interpretations of Superman over the years, and he basically it was like a love letter to Superman that one issue. I, I can't remember which one it was, eight or nine. We talked about it in our fucking like three hour breakdown <laughs> at that time, but like, but like. That issue in particular, he also seemed like he was like stubbing his nose at like DC editorial at the time because he was like, you guys don't understand this character and you fucked him up like majorly over this new 52. And ev- even though he's he was a part of that, like, you know, what I mean, like, it's just it seems that like these last couple of projects, I don't think he's been seeing he kind of goes off and does his own thing. It seems like now yeah, I don't he, know. He's largely uh, stepped uh, down. For, he's already stepped right. down from like the role from his role in DC Comics and has moved over to DC TV. Right. If you're going to argue that uh, a creative force in DC Comics is not seeing eye to eye with its editors, that could be applied broadly to just about every creative force who is currently working in DC Comics. Right. Pretty much. But it, but especially with Johns, because like it just seemed like they moved on without him. They didn't want to fucking wait for that whole Doomsday. It seemed like Doomsday Clock was supposed to hold a lot more weight, but ultimately it didn't. Because by the time he wrapped it up, everything had moved on already past that point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if they went on ahead of him, and because it was so massively delayed, they just really just went through with it, all their plans, and they kind of left him in the dust. You know what I mean? Like that's how I felt during that series, and not that it has anything to do with this. I just feel like. There is some medical, like some commentary going on. I feel with Johns and these characters in these last couple of books. At least maybe I'm maybe I'm reading into it too much, but that's how I I've kind of felt. Oh no, I get where you're coming stuff. from. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just still very bizarre to me of just this man who toes the company line so hard that even in a book where he is supposedly saying "Yo, fuckers," he's still towing the line. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just don't feel he's very happy with the way things are now. And well, like you I said, mean, he's, he's he's a guy who's obsessed with the nerd ephemera of DC Comics, a, a a company that has so constantly changed shit so much to the point that basically from year to year the franchise is unrecognizable. It's kind of pointless to get caught up on literally every bit of nerd ephemera related to DC comics because you'd go mm-hmm. mad. Yeah. Jeff Johns's entire career has been built on him taking existing DC continuity and rewriting it to appease the fanboys. Mm-hmm. But then it keeps getting rewritten so fucking often. Right. Yeah, no, you guys are right. I mean, I'm far from a Jeff Johns fanboy. I, 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 I can't profess to say everything he's ever done, or I'm a huge, huge fan. I, I, I've, I've, I, the, the I, man, I just, you know, I will say this. I, like, I've does, always, I've always he said this, has some good work. I've always said this about Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is a very talented writer who just needs to get out of his own way. Yeah, right. Like most of the time, when he cares, he can actually be a very competent, talented writer. Oh hell yeah! So Hush he was fucking fantastic. It's when he doesn't care that we end up with shit like DCU. Titans, that was Jeff Loeb. That was Jeff Loeb? I thought that was Jeff Johns. Yeah, that was Jeff Loeb. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, no, the, if you want an example of what Jeff Johns looks like when he doesn't give a shit, just watch the first two seasons of Titans. But, uh... <laughs> 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 but, but, or go back and listen to us talk about it. <laughs> yep. Commentary tracks available now on DustinFrauds.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcast, Spotify. Woo! Uh, but yeah, so that's, 
that's the main thing I took away from this, to be honest with you, was just like his his commentary on that whole Joker origin um, in the pages of a, a, a series about the Joker. It just seemed it seemed like an odd choice, and uh, that's why well, I, that's I that's mean, what I, I meant. Whenever someone, when someone explained to me what this story was, I was like, "Well, why would you bother doing that?" It's the whole thing I kept right. thinking, and even after having read it. And enjoying parts of it more just for like aesthetic purposes than anything. I'm still like, well, why did you bother doing this? Yeah. I can't tell though if you guys liked this or disliked it overall though. Oh, that's because I'm this is such like a five or maybe a six out of ten, maybe. Because I don't have particularly strong feelings about anything related to this. So it's kind of hard to like either super praise. Or yeah. super criticize this. It's just so middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I guess, so I guess actually. So before yeah. I before I get my final thoughts, I actually want to ask the two questions I wanted to answer when we when we're done this. So the first one is: Was this worth the wait? No. I mean, I wasn't waiting, so I didn't. Well, notice. <laughs> I, I I agree with Birdie, but at the same time, no. If I wouldn't say so. No, I mean, I wasn't sitting here waiting for it either, but the fact that he, he hinted at something like this a few years ago and it took this long. No, it wasn't, wasn't worth the wait. No. Yeah. And is it worth the price? No. Yes, because I feel yes, because they're oversized issues. Know. There was only three of them and it's fantastic. Fabok art for the art alone. I think it's uh, worth I owning. Yes, but it's like, Six dollars an issue, even for oversized, seems kind of absurd. And so then, I guess a third question: this this is one this is one that's a bit different than what I set out to answer. So, if this had of come out like a year after Dark Side War and was five regular sized issues, would you guys be more? Would you have a more positive opinion about it, Birdie? Uh, you cut out for a second. Could you repeat that? So if this had come out like a year after Dark Side War, like after a year after this has been set up, was five issues and they were all just like standard size issues, standard prices. Would you be would you have a more positive opinion on this book? You mean if like it's the same story, it's just it came out sooner and was distributed like more normally? Basically. I maybe I don't know because I'm still of the opinion that like the traditional model for like week to week issue comic books is kind of dead for a reason and should die. But oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying this was like a fucking like like hey here's Batman issue fifty part one of the three Joker story. I mean like this this came out like a fucking this came out like an event book, but it was a five issue miniseries as opposed to a three issue prestige series. Mm-hmm. See, my only problem with that is just that it would maybe run into the issue we had with um, Identity Crisis, where it felt like that story didn't have enough story to be stretched across five, across ten issues. Was that nine or ten issues? I can't remember. I think Identity Crisis was ten. Yeah, and we put... But with this thing, if we go by just the regular size of comic books or whatever, then this is technically like five, six issues of regular comics. Yeah, I don't... That's why I think this is the way to go. If you if you're interested enough in this, and it, it was a three month thing, and they had these prestige format issues, you're interested enough to check it out. The art is fantastic throughout. I, I think I think it's not a big deal. Like honestly, like I I, I hear what you're saying. Seven dollars is a, a lot for an issue, but the fact that 
this is like a small type of event let's say and 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 you got a premiere artist on it and a premiere writer which a lot of people still consider jeff johns a big name i think it's worth it to be uh, for for me i felt but then again i didn't pay full price for these so i'm coming from a position where i i got a discount on these so it's not a big deal as big yeah, a deal i might for me, pick right? up these issues if they're discounted just because i like the art but like if someone were to tell me is the story of who is the real Joker of these three different Jokers, is that a story worth reading? I couldn't really say yes, because while they answer it, it's not a decision, it's not an answer that ultimately satisfies anyone. So that, that that's my whole thing at the end of this. It's just why I'm surprised we're still talking about this, even though we've only been going for an hour. It's just, I, it's I so hate long events, fun. though. I, I would have hated if this was like a year's worth of fucking. Oh no! If this was the fucking, if this was like fucking Batman and Robin Beyond or whatever the fuck that got, or whatever, like the third, the third fucking like weekly year long fucking series, that'd yes. be one thing, right? But like even three issues, I it barely justifies his own existence. And, and this is coming from me, who just basically said the first two issues did nothing for me, mind you. I did say that, and yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, and that, that illustrates my point. That yeah, like, I there's not enough here. Is the thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I. I mean, like, like I said, I was mostly, I was mostly digging, just finding out what, what this was, I guess, and also vibing on the, you know, I was enjoying the Jason Fabok art. Right, like, like I'm, not, that's... I'm not opposed to a a, a a a side story or like a one-off story in a ongoing story that only that doesn't really change anything in the long run, but maybe answers one burning question. Like for example, Dead Man. This wouldn't matter really to Nico since he hasn't watched the series, but like the the Time Force um uh story that just came out is all about asking: Is it actually possible for two people who literally live a thousand years apart to date? Yeah, that's that's fucking interesting. That that's a neat idea. And I'm just not yeah. convinced that this story was worth telling. At least not the way Jeff Johns ended up telling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, as I said, it, it's and that, and to to answer my own question, did I enjoy it? I overall did, but it's really just based on that last issue of him wrapping it up. I I. I uh, and 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 I would agree with what Bertie said. Maybe a six. Uh, maybe I would even give it a seven because, like, again, I really, really, really like Fabok. I, I I really thought this was really good work that he put in on this. So I. I, I but yeah, it's an average rating or uh, you know a book. I wouldn't recommend this at the top of my Batman recommends. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say like you need to read this if you're a Batman fan. No, I I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I'm left at a similar feeling to uh, like Civil War Two. Oh, so, so Civil War pissed <laughs> me off way more than this. No, I, what I mean by that is, it's a story that I do not think should have been told. That I think was told poorly, but was only held up by the fact that they had a fucking slapdick awesome artist on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I would I would agree with that if it weren't for the fact that by the by the end of. This I'm not saying of, uh, I'm not saying this is anywhere near as bad as Civil War Two. Well, by the end of Civil War Two, okay. I was just so pissed <laughs> off by the decisions they made. That I That's why I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> reading these three issues felt like reading the first issue of Civil War Two. Okay, but, because from well, what I remember, Civil War Two also killed She-Hulk. Well, see, here's so the thing: the first issue of Civil War Two 
was the best issue of Civil War 2. Like, I remember us discussing it on the show. And we were like, hey, this isn't awful. That was our big takeaway from discussing the first issue of Civil War 2 of that, is that, hey, this first issue isn't the worst thing ever. Well, yeah, but that's that's true of most disappointing or annoying uh, event stories, is that the initial setup is not a terrible idea. It's just what they always end up doing did, with it is always terrible. Did David Marquez draw that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, that makes, yeah. He's good. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it, it, also, it also punted She-Hulk down the story she's been on. <laughs> well, we couldn't have known that at the time. <laughs> we didn't we did not know that when she got fridged, she got fridged back to the fucking bottom of the card. Yeah. I never I never noticed it, but the Joker's hair color is very similar to She-Hulk. <laughs> I will say, um, I don't, Nico, did you, you guys haven't read, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Ewing's She-Hulk one-off. The, the Jesus Christ, Birdie. I, I did. did. Yeah. I, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it's actually trying to fix the Civil War too. It was good. I liked the it. The whole idea is that every time She-Hulk has died, she's come back wrong in some degree because of the green dimension, which makes a whole lot more sense than the shit they did with her in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of my opinion of this thing, I'm sitting largely where Birdie is, like six, yeah. at like, like three out of five, two and a half out of five, just kind of. Like there's nothing, except for like the weird slash fic, there's nothing horribly offensive about this story. It's yeah, it, just, it's just it's just a bunch of shit that we've seen before done better. I, yeah, I think I've, and I just like, liked it a slightly bit more than you guys, but I also ultimately agree. Like I said, I have only liked... I didn't. The two first two issues did nothing for me. So how can I sit here and tell you it was great? I can't. Yeah, it's really. just. It's, it's, it was it's just. Fine. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of like room temperature vanilla pudding, and they get like kind of into the middle. They get like kind of like the the, yeah, the middle like, end of issue three, and yeah. it's like ooh, ooh, it's like ooh, a dollop of caramel, and then back to yeah, vanilla I was pudding. Say, it's it's room temperature vanilla pudding, but with like <laughs> a few cherries in it because you know the art's good and it's nice to see a version of Batgirl that's not the neo. <laughs> You know what it is? I think I went into the third issue just like with low expectations, and at the end, I was like, you know what? That wasn't okay. It was okay. <laughs> I didn't mind it. Yeah, you, you, you listen to three hours of white noise, then when some dude came in and played hot cross buns on a recorder, and you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well put. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I mean, I guess for the art, I'm glad I read it for the art, but I. I expect more from Jeff Johns writing than this. Like for something that he was, I, I, I've never heard anyone say that this was like a DC mandate or anything. So this just feels like something that Jeff Johns himself was passionate about. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah. I just expect more for $21. <laughs> well, <that's it>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, like I said, well, I, I, I rarely buy individual issues. Like, at all anymore. I do it once in a blue moon, but that's about it. Yeah. I paid about four fifty each for these, so <laughs> there you go. So thank you all for joining us. <laughs> at some point in the future, we'll be back to either scream at more Titans or to talk about some different some other comic book bullshit that I want to make them talk about. That's that's largely what the show has turned into. It has turned into, hey, I want to talk about this. Do you guys want to talk about this? And then if one of them says yes, I'm like, all right, we're recording. <laughs> Whereas for me, it's turned into a uh, group therapy session from the <laughs> world I currently live in. But 
There's there was some comic that came out recently. I was curious about your opinions on, but I just can't remember. Almost like the therapy that She-Hulk needed after Civil War II. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as quick because uh, our our podcasts go longer than her therapy did. <sighs> Sorry, I just wanted to somehow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind at this point because I know you're trolling me, but at this point I'm just leading into it. No, I I love it. Thank y'all no, for I, joining I, us. <laughs> just like She-Hulk, we'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll be back at some point in the future. With more of this fucking bullshit. <laughs> Until then, I'm She-Hulk. I'm in a weird slash fit. <laughs> I'm Nico, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Identities don't matter. We already learned this. <laughs> oh, fuck.